Welcome, welcome, welcome back to an episode of King Truth Podcast. It's your host, King Truth. I'm here with a special guest. This is my lovely sister. Please give your name and where they can find you if they have any questions. My name is Michelle, and you can find me at, you can just find me on Instagram. Just type in Missy J on Instagram. So today, me and my lovely sister will be talking about something that's very important in our community, and that is black mental health. Um, My sister is a nurse. She has experience with working with people with mental health. So I figure having her on the show uh, to talk about our situation with mental health health would be uh, vital for us. So, Michelle, what would you say is the um, main reason why we don't really look at mental health in our community? In our communities, we normally, especially in the black community, we normally look at mental health as a weakness and most families don't acknowledge that it's there. So we rub it, we push it off. Like men need to be tough. They need to be tough. But at the same time, they could be going through depression and we just push it off. So they need to, that's really the main thing. Yeah, I I, I see what you're saying because, you know, as a, little boy growing up, they always tell you, you know, men don't cry. You need to be strong. You need to be tough. Crying is a weakness. Um, and I feel, I mean, as a kid, yeah, I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be that strong guy. But now as an adult, I feel it's not healthy to hold that stuff in. Yeah. We're hindering our community with when you hold stuff in. So telling a telling a a man or a little boy that they shouldn't cry, that's basically you're basically just screwing up their adulthood when you're telling them that. I, and then touching on that, I think you know, especially if you look at the crime rate in the black community, I don't think it's just purely we're evil. I don't think it's because we're evil. I think it's because we're holding things in like if your best friend let's say your best friend gets murdered instead of letting off that cry you need to go retaliate and now you're showing no emotion and that's pretty much how you know psychopaths are born or people commit suicides they don't want to release that energy and just have a good cry about it. And that I think that's why depression and suicide in the black community is rampant right now. Yeah, it is. And most, most African-Americans who deal with mental health turn to alcohol and drugs. It's okay to go to therapy. It's okay to go to counseling. It's okay to cry. But... 95% of the African Americans that I know of who deal with something along the lines of mental health do they do turn towards alcohol, cocaine, meth cuz it numbs the pain if you get my drift. I understand exactly what you're saying cuz 
you see it a lot. Um, we've all seen it in our families where you've had a family member who was a heavy alcoholic or they did drugs. And it's not because that, not just because they wanted to drink alcohol or wanted to do drugs. It's because something happened. They were told as a child that if you cry, you're weak. So now they have to find a way to numb that pain and they just use alcohol or any kind of recreational drug as that pain numbing um, drug that they to take the pain away. And then if that don't work, that's why suicide has become so rampant. Correct. That's correct. So, so what is, what can we in the community do to stop this? And I'm pretty much going to call it epidemic. What can we do in our community to fix this epidemic that is going on? The main thing is not trying to cover it up. Talk about it. Speak out. This is hurting me. What can we do to fix it? This is hurting you. What can we do to fix it? Um, and stop trying to put labels or put so much on people that they can't talk about it. Yes, you're the man of the household, but you go through stuff too. Tell me, like, what is it? We need to know so that we can get past it. Stop trying to brush it up under the rug. Like, I know in a, um, a, a lot of African-American households that deal with this is mostly abuse. Families want to sweep it up under the rug like it never happened. And then you have this kid that's now drinking and, you know, doing drugs. And everybody brushes it off like, oh, he's just doing drugs. He's just doing alcohol. You know, there's something deeper. Find the find the bottom of it and fix it there before it gets out of hand. That's the that's the main thing. Right. You know, you can't kill a tree unless you dig up the roots. And you can't stop we can't fix mental health in our community unless we fix the roots. We find the root of the problem and fix it. But again, growing up, you know, you didn't want to snitch. You didn't want to uh, cry. You didn't want to show any kind of weakness. And it's starting to affect a lot of us in our adult lives. Um, like, for instance, I was watching a music video. This is a rapper that I've come to enjoy. Uh, Joyner Lucas, he's got a song called I'm Sorry. And in the video, like the dude that commits suicide talks about, you know, I've been suicidal since I was nine. I was bullied. I was picked on. But all grandma said was just take it one day at a time and you'll get through it. Instead of trying to find the root of the problem, fix the root of the problem. They just like my sister said, just put it up under the, just brushed it up under the rug. Um, so you say therapy is good. We should go do therapy. Oh yeah. Therapy. It doesn't matter what type of therapy you can do uh conversational therapy, which is where you talk to a therapist. You can do music therapy. 
Um, they have pet therapy. You know, there's different types of therapies out there. You just got to find the one that fits for you. And I'm telling you, once you start doing therapy, it it makes your life a whole lot easier. Because you're able to express yourself. You're able to release that negative energy into something positive and work towards something better. You'll be able to learn how to forgive. You'll be able to learn how to let go. Um, You'll be able to walk around with your head up and not down looking at your feet. You know, you'll be able to start thinking positively about your life instead of negative. Right. And I, this whole knock on therapy, I mean, yeah, growing up, I was like, you go to therapy, you're weak. But now as I'm older and I'm looking at this more, especially in our community, I think everyone in our community should go to some kind of therapy because there is negative energy can be passed down. So if you look at our history as African-Americans, the negative energy of slavery is still passed down. So we still have that in our, our system. Right. So I feel that all of us should go to therapy to, you know, make ourselves more whole and not have such so much anger inside of us do you agree i agree 100 percent because you let it go like just like uh elsa said let it go you you release that energy you pass that energy along we're all dealing with something and if somebody tells you you're weak to go to therapy or counseling you're not weak you're actually the strong one because you're actually saying i need help When you you can acknowledge that you need help, you become strong. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, with drug addicts, you know, if they're wanting to stop doing what they're doing, I believe they show their strength when they say, I have a problem and I want to fix this problem. That's why at their, you know, at AA meetings or at any drug meeting, they always say, Hi, my name is so-and-so. I'm a drug addict. They're admitting the problem that they have, and they're coming to people to get help. And we need to start treating mental health the same way. Don't We need to stop the stigma that it, it makes you weak. And if you go get mental health, uh, go see a therapist. You're, you're the strong one. Um, now, what... When you're looking at mental health in our community, who do you think it affects more? The older generation or the younger generation? Both. Because the younger generation is learning from the older generation. Okay. And if everything's being passed down, you're it's affecting both of us. Now, more so, it affects the older generation because they, you know, you got to be tough. You need to be tough. That's that's the type of mentality that they had. Whereas when you know women were in the house and you know men were working and all that type, that's the, what they lived in. Now you have women doing the same thing as men. You know now it's more acceptable to go to therapy. Where back then it was like frowned upon. It was ashamed. 
oh, you see so-and-so-and-so, they're going to therapy. Oh, my goodness, they got real issues. You know, so it, I personally feel like it affects both young and old. Yeah. Talk it out, man. <laughs> just, just talk it out. Communicating your emotions, I feel, helps a lot. And I, and I think of it as being in a relationship with yourself. Because any good relationship, you have to communicate. You have to open up. You have to tell your partner that, you know, this is what's going on with me. We need to fix it. So going to therapy and acknowledging something's wrong is basically being in a relationship with yourself and keeping yourself up to par because nobody, nobody else is going to look after you like you look after you. Yeah, that is, that is definitely true. Love yourself. If you have love for yourself, you will take these steps and go see therapy. And I mean, you don't have to go see a therapist. You can have that friend that you can confide in with, you know, that, that person that you've grown up with and you know, like, Hey, Man, I, I got a problem. You know, I, I just need to get some things off my chest. You don't mind listening. And I mean, they're either going to listen or not listen. I'm the type of person, if a friend calls me and says they have something to get off their chest, they want to rant a little bit, go ahead. I'm My ears are wide open. Vent to me all you want because I know allowing that person to vent is them getting that negative energy out and then they're not enticed to do something else to suppress that energy. Right. Yep. 100% agree. So when it comes to mental health, what is the, I know depression is up there. Mm -hmm. What is some other, um, mental health issues that affect us outside of depression. Right up under depression, you have anxiety. So not wanting to go anywhere. Um, you have paranoia. People are talking about me when they're not, you know, and I've noticed working in the mental health field that you have a lot of schizophrenics, not knowing they're schizophrenic. <clears throat> so they are paranoid they have increased anxiety. Um, they burst out in anger, which we call a manic stage, where nothing affects them. They don't care the consequences, but they're going to do it anyway. Um, so you have, there's a lot to go on. You have ADHD in adults, and a lot of people don't know. So yeah, it's it's good to know what you, what you got. Because yeah. for me, I, I have increased anxiety. I'm always anxious. A lot of people don't see it, but I am. I'm always on 10. I know my surroundings. I know what's going on. So I have an increase in anxiety. So. I mean, like, I don't know what I would call mine. I'm the type of person I like to, I don't go out. I don't go to bars or clubs or if I hang out with friends, I'm hanging out with one or two friends, but 90% of the time, not not 90, 99% of the time, I'm either at home at my apartment or I'm visiting with my parents and my family. But see, there's a difference between just having peace with yourself and wanting to be by yourself and enjoying it 
and there is uh, and being by yourself because you're afraid to go out you're afraid to see other people you're fr- there's a difference well i have i have i'm a shy guy um i'm not gonna lie when i go to a public place like if i if i am invited to a party and i get the nerves up to go i'm the type of person that will pretty much stay to myself i'll talk to a couple people i'll fill them out once i get that okay, this seems like a pretty cool person. Then I'll open up a little bit. But outside of that, if even, even if I go to a party or to a bar, I stay to myself. Um, what would you call that? I mean, I wouldn't say it was, I wouldn't say anything because you're, you're filling people out. It's not like you're sitting in the corner, like, Oh my goodness, they're going to come over and talk to me. Oh my goodness. They're staring at me. I can't deal with this where your heart, you're not, you're not dealing. You're just like, just filling people out. Just, Hey, you know, you'll talk to them. if They talk to you, you know, that type of thing. You don't think you have anything. I don't think I have anything. I mean, yeah, every, I think every person has that moment when they're, when they think about certain things, like I'll think about, you know, life and where I'm at in life. It don't get me down, but I'll, constantly think about it i i do do this i do stress out a lot i stress i i do stress out about the little things my sister can tell you i stress out about the, stress out i stress out about little things um but i don't think that i have anything like you know major like depression or anything like that no um but we all know somebody who does and I'm not saying keep an eye on them. Like I'm just going to stay with you and just keep my eyes on you at all times. No, that person just may have something deep down that they need to talk about and just be a friend. Everybody needs a friend. What we say is how are you doing or how are you can go a long way. Smiling at somebody can go a long way. So if you know your friend is down, um, just text or call. How are you? You know, that way, that way they know somebody cares. Most of the time when people are depressed, they feel like nobody cares. Their life doesn't matter. Like, so that's why they stay to their self and that's how you get depression. But if you text a friend or call a friend and say, Hey, how are you? How's your day going? Then it kind of brings light that I do matter. Somebody does care. Yeah. So all just just always ask. Always, you know, if you have that that friend that you haven't talked to in a minute, you know that one phone call or that one text could mean the world to them. You know, they could be having that thought of, you know, nobody cares. I think it's better off if I'm not here. And then bam, you send them a text like, Hey, just checking on you. You know, I haven't heard from you in a while. I just want to let you know if you need to talk, I'm here. That can fix things. Um, and also man, God, if you know, you have a friend who is in that state and they're suicidal, guide them to the suicide hotline. You know, we're, we're losing a lot of people due to suicide. 
And, and I think it's unnecessary for them to have to feel like nobody wants them, that nobody cares. And now it's better off if I take myself from this earth. Um, we need to, we need to get rid of the hatred. We need to be more caring. That that's, that's how I feel. There's a video on Facebook. I don't know the name of it, but the video talks about a gentleman, um, who decided to commit suicide and jump off the golden gate bridge. Uh, he was one in a few to survive, but he, he came out with a bunch of scars and the first thing he said was, as soon as my hands left the rail, I automatically regret jumping over this railing. So if somebody would have just took him by the hand and was like, hey, how you doing? He probably wouldn't have made that decision. But if y'all want to go on uh, YouTube and look at it, it's really touching. It's, it brings insight to how they think. Because he also stated that he... He was very young. He was in and out of the foster system and his adoptive parents took him in and they they loved him. They, they cared for him, but something in his head was telling him, I'm not worthy. I'm not loved. So yeah, just check out the video. It, it's, it brings real insight on how a depressed person and a suicidal person thinks. Yeah. And, and we have to get better understanding of how they think so we can get a better understanding of how to help them. So Michelle, I want to thank you for being on my episode. I enjoyed it. I knew you would. I enjoyed it because, you know, I just recently got into the mental health game, but it's something that tears, that pulls at my heartstrings because it I see a bunch of people come in and out of where I work and a lot of them have different stories and it's it's the way they end up where they're at and I always ask why why'd you do this why'd you decide to use a gun you know it, it brings it brings to light I had a gentleman who tried to commit suicide and took a gun and shot himself in the head and he survived he walks talks he does everything on his own you would never know this man put a bullet in his brain if you wouldn't have saw the scars and being able to help him get to where he needed to be so he can say i'm okay with life was great with me like that's the reason why i do what i do yeah and and again it's not just the black community mm-hmm. Mental health is big with military vets as well. So if you know a vet, get in contact with them, you know, let them know that you're there for them. If they ha- if they need anything, you know, you're there to help them. Um, before I go, there was, uh, I don't watch reality TV that much, but there was an episode of Black Ink Chicago where one of the tattoo artists was like, you know, I'm done. I don't want to be here no more. Uh, nobody cares. Nobody wants me. And he was contemplating committing suicide um, pretty much that night. And this is while 
the rest of the cast are in this hotel with him. I, I think it was a hotel or maybe it was a um, beach house or something. But the owner of the the tattoo parlor, you know, they've been they they've known that he was depressed. He's been depressed for a long time. He's tried to commit suicide multiple times. And the owner of the tattoo parlor was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to stay in here with you tonight and I'm going to make sure you're okay. And if we need to do anything in the morning, as far as, you know, take you to the doctor or something, we're going to do it, but I'm not leaving your side. And that meant a lot to him because it showed that, yeah, you're my boss, but you're not just my boss. You're actually here to take care of me, to make sure that I don't do anything to myself. You're showing that you actually care. It's not about boss employee relationship. This is a friendship. Now your family now, and the guy never, he never committed suicide. He didn't attempt to commit suicide. And they actually talked about it on an episode of the breakfast club. So I'd advise y'all to check that out too. That was a very touching episode. Like when everybody says reality TV isn't real, that episode, that episode was real. And it really tugged at your heartstrings when you watched it. So that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank Michelle for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, again, you can find these episodes on iTunes, on Google, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at King Truth Podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Durell, D-U-R-E-L-L, Fain, F-A-I-N, F as in Frank. Go on when you uh, listen to the episode, subscribe. Please subscribe so that way you know when the next episode is being uploaded. Also, rate the episode. Rate all the episodes on there that you've listened to and leave an honest review and let me know what you think. And you can DM me on Instagram. If you have any show suggestions, uh, a topic you want me to talk about, um, any suggestions to make the show better, or if you know, just want to get to know me. So that does it for this episode. Um, I will talk to y'all next time. Peace.